It was a very good year for blue-blooded girls of independent means. We'd ride in limousines. Their chauffeurs would drive when I was 35. <laughs> but now the days are short. I'm in the autumn of my years, and I can think of my life as vintage wine from fine old kegs, from the brim to the dregs. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 75 of the No Mercy podcast. This is the seventh conspiracy edition. We're banging these out left and right. I don't know if this is as much conspiracy, but I know it doesn't fall into the sports category. So we're going to label it under conspiracy. But we have a special guest, someone I have been working a couple months to get on this podcast. Uh, he squeezed this in, made time for us, which I really appreciate. Uh, one of the gods of the world. Fuck just the antivirus crypto industry. But John McAfee at Official McAfee on Twitter, just a fucking monster. If you guys don't know about John McAfee and his background, this is the man, if you're my age and you're 40 years old, who created, was the godfather of internet security, uh, created the McAfee antivirus. So any of us who had computers in the 90s were using the McAfee antivirus. Um, guy was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, ran for president, was on the run from the government, is still on the run from the government, is always recording out of an undisclosed location. No one knows where the fuck he is. No one knows what the fuck crimes they're coming after him for. Everything from tax evasion to murder to, to you name it. Uh, someone's after John for something. Um, whether those stories are true or not, I don't personally believe it. Uh, there is a documentary about John that's out there on Netflix I personally am not a fan of the documentary. I know John is also not a fan of the documentary. It's called Gringo, but it's, I, I view it more as a hit piece. I don't really believe 90% of the stuff that was said in there. Um, my boy is, uh, Mike Constantino, actually ran international security and was trained in detecting lies and cues, also was a poker player. And about 10 minutes into it, he kept saying, this girl's fucking lying. So I know a lot of you out there believe certain things to be true about John. Um, I didn't want to spend too much of this podcast going into the documentary, so you guys watch it for yourself. Believe what you want. But we did talk about a lot of different shit on here. I could have talked to him for eight hours. Uh, if you guys have heard John speak before, you know that, I mean, this guy is just a wealth of information and knowledge, and it doesn't matter what the topic is. You think you're going to head in one direction, and next thing you know, you're talking about fucking whales in the blowhole uh, when you started talking about cryptocurrency. So, but it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. We had about an hour with him. Like I said, needed about five. So hopefully we'll be able to do this again soon. But a uh, lot of good stuff on here. Hope you guys enjoy it. But I want to get to the show. So the interview with John coming right up starts pretty abruptly. There wasn't much of an intro. There was some fun stuff. The, the angelic voice you heard at the beginning of the podcast was that of John McAfee serenading Janice. We speak about that. Uh, in the in the show as it goes on. But without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. 
enemy deserve no mercy. Yeah, you don't need a head. John, take the headphones out. Fuck the headphones. You don't have you don't have earphones. And since I'm a guest in your space, I am um put your ass in the screen. All right. <laughs> that is, Dennis, thank you for all the communication. I really appreciate it. Listen, I it's it's difficult for me sometimes to do interviews. When I've got my wife, Janice, and sometimes Junior, uh, you know, our shadow man who's always with us, um, it's difficult to do an interview and pretend they don't exist, you know? Like right. they're, they're doing their own thing right next to me, maybe rolling, <laughs> rolling right a joint. <laughs> they might be rolling a joint or pouring a drink or, or falling asleep. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Watching something funny with headphones. Uh, on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I to that shit, okay? So Janice, who is always by my side when I do interviews, primarily because I can't fucking hear jack shit. Especially <laughs> over something as primitive as Zoom. Yep. So, so uh, without her by my side, for every, every third question, I'm going... What the fuck did he say? <laughs> Janice interprets it, and then I answer it. Now, Janice, here's here's our major conflict with interviews. Janice, every time I look at her to say, <laughs> what did he say? She goes, look at the screen. Look at the screen. And I'm going, fuck the screen. We all know I can't goddamn hear. I'm trying to find out what the motherfucker said. <laughs> and so we have... On camera now, on camera, we have these fucking conversations. Now, I'm sorry. My reality happens to be my reality. I wish it was everybody else's, but unfortunately, it's not. And this woman and this Faraday cage in which we have been living for five fucking months, okay? Not living, but our communication room. Right. Um, this is way more my reality than you because I honestly I can't reach out and touch you or smell you. Right. I can't get nothing. So this woman has to be more real to me than you. So <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry that if in our interview I ignore you entirely and I go, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> I actually would prefer that. I want this as raw. <laughs> Raw and as authentic as we can make it. That's what I want. I don't want some bullshit fucking CNN interview. I, I want to have fun. I, I don't want. I don't want another McAfee hit piece like every fucking single thing I seem to see you get involved with. Wait, wait. I tell you what. If you join that train, you'll have a lot of fun for a short time. I that, promise you. That's it. it everybody on that train. It's so enthralled with themselves that it's like, wow, it's brilliant. It, it makes Beetlejuice, which is our brightest star, look like a black fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to come out the gate with this because I got a little two seconds that I want to bitch at the other people I've heard do interviews with you with. So let's let's get right to it. Let's uh, And again, let's just keep it with this flow. Just exactly how we've been will rock like this. So... Uh, I'm just going to give it a... Please, I don't know if Janice told you or not. I've, I've, I, I will answer anything. 
I know any question you have, I promise you, with the exception, please do not ask me about the allegations in Cincinnati in the early 90s where I ate, kidnapped and ate all those children who had disappeared. Please do not ask me anything about that. Do you realize that if anyone else in America sent me that direct message, I would have immediately responded with laughter, but I had to spend five minutes Googling to make sure that there was no fucking validity to it? Touche. I Googled John McAfee Cincinnati, John McAfee kids, John McAfee eating babies. <laughs> All right. Uh, you win this one. I think I will enjoy this interview now. We're okay. going to have some fun. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, um, a guy that I have looked up to. You guys know me personally and how fucked up I am as an individual and crazy. I like to think I'm also somewhat smart and successful, but this man right here is by far the most interesting man in the world. I've been communicating with him for about six months now. And finally got up the balls to ask him to join the No Mercy podcast here. He's with his beautiful wife, Janice. Mr. McAfee, it is a fucking pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Oh, I have a question for you. I mean, Welcome. when we scheduled this interview, you told me you were with CNN. And I said, <laughs> with Janice, are you telling me you're not with CNN? I do not fuck with the Clinton News Network. <laughs> anyway, uh, I am very happy. Listen, anybody who's listening, uh, watching, if there are any, I have no clue. But if you are, uh, for the past 15 minutes, I have been bantering with our hosts yep. uh, in an incredibly delightful fashion. So <laughs> I anticipate that this interview will be at least entertaining <laughs> to your host and myself. I actually got a glimpse of, I mean, what, listen, the, the, we were talking about Frank Sinatra because I have a big painting of Frank Sinatra behind me. And Mr. McAfee said that Frank Sinatra had one of the most, uh, what, what was the term you used? Angelic voices or what was it? Yeah, angelic. And, and, and also probably in the terms of the songs that he himself wrote. Uh, the most in-depth into the human soul and spirit. And to which I responded, I think John McAfee has the best voice, in which he serenaded his lovely wife, Janice, for about, what was that, five minutes, John? You sang a beautiful love song to your wife? I don't know. It's it's his song. It was a very good year. It couldn't have been more than three minutes. But yeah, I sang the whole song. Why? And I sang it to my wife. And he did. Uh, had nothing to do with the gentleman who was listening or his lovely wife <laughs> or the neighbors who are probably tapped or somehow watching what's happened in his apartment because that is the big thing these days, as we know, in any case. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm tied to John McAfee, so who knows who the fuck's watching me from all over the world. No, so. listen, dude, you had better, number one, throw away your phones. <laughs> Just light it on fire. Doing a factory reset will not work. They've already tapped in to that function. No, no. Throw the fuckers away. I should go probably three, go three states away and buy a fucking phone, registering it with a post office box in that state. Maybe you will stand a chance of not being monitored. Uh, if you do not do that, then you simply made the fucking mistake of asking me 
to be on your podcast. I'm not responsible. I'm actually just going to, I'm going to light the whole fucking apartment on fire when we're done here. So I'm just going to light this on fire and start over. <laughs> so let's crush this interview. As you sit, for those that can't see, because we are doing this uh, on a podcast on iTunes, uh, John, you are in your patented, is that your tinfoil communication hideout? I don't know what you refer to it as, but we always see you in the in the tinfoil room to keep the uh, the government and the bad guys away. We uh, we try to hide the tinfoil room, but you, <laughs> the tinfoil everywhere, right? Well, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm neither uh, crazy nor uh, <laughs> paranoid nor anything else. I mean, I, I accept your diagnoses, whoever you are. Um, <laughs> however, in this room. Whether I'm dead or not, there is no agency on earth. The CIA, the NSA, our, our military covert agencies, the KGB, no agency on earth that can find me. And, and I can tell you this with absolute assurance, because if you can find someone more acknowledged as a leader in cybersecurity, then bring them to me and I will suck their dick or do cunnilingus, whichever <laughs> sex it may be, because that's not going to happen. And, and that, that brings us to, I mean, I think, I'm assuming, I mean, unless people are living under a fucking rock, that they should know who John McAfee is, right? Now, I guess maybe the younger generation, the, the dumb millennials that run around like, you know, brain dead robots who don't know anything about our history or our country in general or who was important, maybe they don't. But I'm assuming anyone over the age of 30 should know who you are, what you accomplished. I don't want I've seen you, John, on a couple, maybe two or three podcasts or interviews. And I just maybe it's just the ones that I cherry picked. But all I see is these dumb fuck hosts. First of all, I don't know why you go on with some of these people, because I listen to these things and all they want to talk about is you shitting through a hammock and fucking uh, did you murder this guy? And did you fuck this girl in the ass? And meanwhile, you're one of the most brilliant minds. <laughs> you're one of the most brilliant minds of our time. So listen, I'd be remiss as a sick fuck and you being a little bit of a sick fuck to not maybe touch on some of this as we go on. But I don't want that to be the theme of this podcast. Dude, I, want to, I want to know about your views well, of the world. Let me touch on it. Not just touch on it. I mean, the answer to all of those fucking questions, and you had about 12, by the way, <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so fucking what? Now, exactly. let me move on. All right. <laughs> However, you made a comment at the very beginning to lay the groundwork for your your uh, your question that, that the millennials don't know me. No, dude. What astonishes me and, and sometimes frightens me is that 80% of my support is from the fucking millennials. Right. I mean, if you're on Twitter at all, please God, see see my my Twitter icon, my whatever what, what, whatever the fuck it's called. It's <laughs> half in a business suit, and the other half me as an AVI, an AVI, the millennial touchstone of Are you a real millennial? Who's your AVI? Well, if that's your AVI, well, watch your stand. Well, fuck me, I know all those answers. <laughs> And so I am a fucking millennial to the millennials. Now, how I got to know those answers, I mean, I've, I've never lost 
lost touch with anything that's happening on this planet around me. Now, the millennials, because I'm to them 190 years old, <laughs> right? Certainly, certainly just teetering on the edge of my grave, right? To them, that's miraculous. How does this survive? How, how does this 74 year old man even know that Akira was the first Japanese anime to hit the worldwide fucking screen? I mean, how did he know all of these fucking things that he knows? As well, they were happening around me, people, and I was okay, sure, I was 35 years younger, but do you think I was not in the same? goddamn world of course i knew about it of course i watched it i bought the first whatever that goddamn disc was before dvds so i could watch it on that massive two-foot monster because i wanted it in the highest definition possible so of course i know what the millennials know i'm 74 they're 24 now you tell me who knows more anyway i'm sorry that I agree. Was I agree. A, a massive tangent, although you caused it by mentioning. Listen, I will cause every train wreck that happens on this podcast. I will take full responsibility. But that I, have I, to. It's, it's, it's your head. fucking podcast, dude. I mean, if, it's, it's, if I if I spontaneously combust while <laughs> I'm on your podcast, your fucking responsibility. Are we clear? <laughs> Do you think? I think part of the reason the millennials the millennials might know you so well. I mean, it has to go into crypto, right? So I was a Wall Street guy. I was a stock trader. I remember when, you know, Bitcoin and all this stuff kind of first came around and being, you know, uh, kind of brainwashed by the educational system as a finance major who believed in fundamentals and long-term investments and blah, blah, blah. I was very anti-crypto when it first started. Uh, as I became more enlightened as a person and as a, you know, entrepreneur, I started to understand the value of cryptocurrency. Do you think... I think that's part of the reason why, I guess it started to happen as I became more skeptical of the government and everything too, but I think that's part of the reason why the millennials maybe, they see you as the crypto guy where people like me see you as the McAfee antivirus guy, right? Like you've kind of had almost two phases of your life where you've had major impacts on major events. Well, you know, actually more phases than that. And I, please, I apologize for what I'm going to do next. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> We are now at Glenn Moranji, 18-year-old, single malt scotch. Um, now, I'll tell you our situation so that you can make the best judgment, okay? Next door, we have a large quantity of weed. Mm -hmm. Within 10 minutes, I can acquire any drug on this planet, with the exception of single malt scotch. Now, so what would be your recommendation as what I should now do. Wait 15 minutes for heroin? Uh, has Janice gone next door and grab some weed? What? What would you recommend? I mean, because your answer is going, to, is going to change the course of our future conversation. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm always a do-everything guy, so I would say start with the weed and then, and then figure it from there. But listen, John, if you can go get some fucking heroin or blow or something for this, I would like to see every phase of McAfee on this podcast. So we could do maybe 10 minutes of, of weed McAfee, then 10 minutes of single malt McAfee, and 10 minutes of cocaine McAfee. Stop. Stop. 
No. Okay. Now, this is one of these things I said will fucking happen in this program. So I'm talking about heroin. Now, you don't know whether I'm joking or not. Janice is going, no, no. This, th- I'm sorry, this Janice right here. <laughs> so now, and I'm going, fuck that. Why should I have restrictions on what I choose to say, whether it be a fucking joke or the absolute God's honest truth? That is actually fucking different. Does it make the beauty of you? And the thing I appreciate the most is that I don't think people realize because I I get tagged this way, too, because I'm nuts and I do dumb shit and I fucking get in trouble and thrown off radio shows and shit like that. But when I see you, I appreciate the fact that no one ever really knows if you're trolling or not. And that's the best part of it. That that keeping that people off, like the whale fucking thing, right? Remember the whale fucking thing that went on? I had friends coming to me legitimately asking me if John McAfee fucked a whale. And I'm like, guys, do you think you really fucked the whale? I'm like, this is what I wanted. I'm like, he's fucking with people on Twitter to see their reaction. (laughs) I do this all the time. He's just better at it. No, dude, I'm I'm 74 years old. Okay. If I could swim out 100 feet (laughs) past the surf, I I, I don't think I would ask for anything more for the proof of my existence. But you think I could swim out two miles? Swim at six kilometers alongside a humpback whale. Dive down 30 fucking feet to the genitals. Grab one. Fuck one. Survive and get back to the surface. Then then please, God. You want the answer, John? Not Not just move out of your mother's basement. But please, God, get off of the psychotropics that the medical community has prescribed for you because you are fucked up. And you know what's funny, John? I know, I don't think you could do that, but if someone made me wager on one man on earth who could accomplishment, I would bet on you. I mean, if you set me that as my (laughs) only goal, I mean, like, Mr. McAfee, we're going to shoot you in the head. (laughs) Fuck the whale. The next 12 months, then I, I give it a 50 50 chance. I, but I would figure out, I would figure out how to do it. Yeah, I you could pull it right, off. I think you could the right it. goddamn equipment, the right drugs. I don't, I don't know what, what humpback whales like as, as recreational drugs, but I would fucking buy this and, <laughs> and I would give me a 50 50 chance. I, I, I think you're a live dog. I'm a gambler, so I think you're a live dog in that one. <laughs> So, so let me, let me ask you this. So, I, I mean, there's so many fucking places. I know we're not going to, I, I know this is going to be one of those interviews where when I'm done, I'm going to be like, fuck, I had 50 more things to ask him. Right. Because we're just going to go and talk and hopefully we could do this again. If you enjoy the experience and, and we can do this in the future. But I, I want to start with one of the things that I think is a question that I have. We do a lot of conspiracy podcasts on here. No Mercy Conspiracy Podcast. I'll probably label this conspiracy episode because it's not a sports episode. But you've been on record saying you're not a conspiracy theorist. Meanwhile, a lot of your views about things like Epstein and stuff I've seen you tweet seem to be in line of that of somewhat of a conspiracy theorist. So you are just someone who questions the narrative, looks deeper. Where do you lie on the conspiracy Spectrum. Well, 
I like right on the practical line. Do you understand that three months ago, the FBI classified conspiracy theorists yes. Yes. in national fucking threat? Yep. Right? That, that if you believe, for example, something as extreme as the U.S. government would lie to you, then you're a fucking conspiracy theorist. And that means you go into that category where your rights are immediately fucking removed. You no longer have a right to a lawyer. Why? You have now crossed that line into a universe called national security. Mm -hmm. National security. So <laughs> it's scary. Of course. And, and people don't, you get it. You of get course, it. I will deny being a fucking conspiracy theorist. <laughs> all right. What would you expect a rational human to do? <laughs> However, no. did it in any way change what I said and what I do? No. I just declared publicly to the world I am not a fucking conspiracy theorist. Therefore, pass me by. You don't need another thing the government to be chasing you down for. But that, I mean, that's really. <laughs> They're chasing me down for everything else. You might as well just say you're a conspiracy theorist, John. At this point, who gives a fuck? Nevertheless, here's the thing it's like the cross you got to bear. Mine gets heavier every fucking year. And I'm so sure. I, I don't want anybody else sitting there, sorry, lazy ass, on this cross while I drag it up the mountain. So that's all it's about. And, and so, I mean, with the uh, with the conspiracy stuff that's going on, I don't think people fully understand. You do. I do. Those of us that are really untrusting with the government and with everything that's going on around the world right now, whether it's mainstream media, cybersecurity or, you know, the government itself. I don't think people understand how dangerous something as simple. That was a little headline on the news. Like conspiracy theorists now are going to be tagged a certain way. Like like you just said, that's basically removing as much of the First Amendment as you physically can, where we can no longer question anything. And anything they tell us, we're just forced to believe or else we could be tagged as a conspiracy theorist. I know in New York, they just started putting a possible $250,000 fine on uh, harmfully attacking someone with the words illegal alien. Like little things like this. This is a slow Chinese water torture, little drip, the frog boiling in the pot where by the time this is all said and done, people won't even realize that we've had all our rights stripped from us. Whoa. Well said. Okay. <laughs> um, listen to these two things. All right. Number one, it's possible that things like we're labeling conspiracy theorists as terrorists and, mm -hmm. and so on, it's possible that all of this is a smoke screen. And if it is, what the fuck is it screening us from? Well, can I tell you? I would love to hear it. You promise not to tell anyone else. I won't tell a single soul outside of the 30,000 people listening. <laughs> In America, we have 14 agencies that are called. Covert. Uh, what does that mean? Covert meaning 
we're behind the fucking screen. Mm-hmm. Don't pay any attention to what we're doing. And these covert agencies are things like the CIA, the NSA, FBI, <laughs> the FBI, even mm-hmm. oh, the FBI, uh, the military intelligence within the Air Force, the Army, the Navy. Fourteen of these that have figured it fucking out if we all collaborate. Because we know what the truth is, and therefore we are best capable of deciding what is in the national interest. And we we have unlimited funding because not only can we get 70 fucking billion dollars from Congress, <laughs> we have another 30 billion that we're collecting on the drugs illegally that we control and take all the fucking profit from and a hundred other enterprises making this coalition of 14 covert agencies the most powerful collective on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, we're including Navy intelligence, covert, Army intelligence, yep. covert, Air Force intelligence, covert. So this collective has at its disposal the largest military force on the planet. It is a shadow government self funded through hundreds of different means, acting in what it believes is the national interest without any government oversight, without any checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Full autonomy. And outside, outside the law. This is the entity people call whatever they want to call it. Oh, the Illuminati, the, you know, who fucking cares? This is who they are. Right. Understand people. It's trivial. If you use your heads, this is what we are fighting as individual citizens. And you do understand people without the individual citizens that produce the goods and services used by those in power without us. They are nothing. Mm -hmm. We have the power. I'm sorry I went off on this. No, 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 that's it. But if, if you had not let me finish, I would have smiled and said, <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> I've seen you be cut off on too many interviews before, John, and it drives me nuts when listening. No, I have. I have it more than I It fucking drives can. me nuts, dude. I don't know how you sit through it. I don't know how you, I don't know how you can tell. I think Janice gets more pissed than you do. Because I've seen, I've heard and seen interviews. I thought Janice was going to drag you off the fucking show just because these people were treating you so poorly on there. Yeah, that's true. She does that. She tells me, hang up. Hang up. She's, oh, she's not speaking it. Right. Yeah, she's pointing it. 
I'm listening to some of these podcasts yelling for you to hang up. <laughs> like, fuck these people. You're not some fucking puppet. Yeah. But one of the things I want to ask you real quick is um, what's wrong with America? Why is everyone a fucking sheep right now? And how do we fix it? Yeah, fuck you very much for asking that question because it's <laughs> the deepest question a person could ever fucking ask. <laughs> And if you wanted a full answer, it would take me an hour. Right. And even then, I could not do it justice. But let me tell you what's wrong with America. I mean, in the 1950s, a, a science of mind control grew with a gentleman named Dr. Erickson in the 50s. And this gentleman created a system where he could walk around and shake your hand and put you in a fucking trance because he understood those nuances of human behavior in connection with the processes in the human mind. That grew into a powerful discipline called neuro-linguistic programming. Mm -hmm. NLP. Yeah, you may Google all of this and you may look at videos to see the enormous fucking power. And people like Darren Brown in England use this to develop a massive, you know, tens of millions of follower discipline on, on YouTube because of his feats of astonishing power in terms of controlling the mind. It's a science. It's like one plus one is two. And the square root of four is two. And the square root of five is uh, two, two, three, six, oh, whatever. And those two, two, three, six, oh are correct, I promise you. <laughs> so now, um, this was adopted by who? Well, not the people, clearly. <laughs> no adopted by the governments, by the law enforcement agencies, by our covert agencies. And what did they do with it? They used it first to control the structure of our constitution through both the office of the president and through our Congress and our Senate. I have no data whatsoever relating to have they also compromised our judicial branch. But I also have no data to the contrary, and my gut feeling says yes. And through this science called neuro-linguistic programming and whatever came after it in the labs of the CIA and the NSA, is what controls America. And it's reaching the point they have such sophistication that it will soon be England and France and Germany and Spain and Italy and Vietnam and Taiwan and China and Korea. If those countries do not also have this awesome horrific mind control technology 
What do you think is the main one? Do you think it's the television? Do you think it's the media? Do you think it's celebrities? What do you think is the main way that they're controlling the minds of the, the young? It's through our covert agencies. Who is in control in our covert agencies? I do not know. I do know for a fact that they originated from the CIA, the most powerful of our covert agencies. But of course, it's them. And they control the presidency, the Congress, and the media, and through the media, ourselves. You ask me what's wrong? I gave you the most unbelievable explanation, the most bizarre, quaint, antiquated, whatever you want to call it, explanation of what's wrong with America. What you think of it, and your, your listeners and, and viewers, I, I don't give a flying fuck. Well, and this is, is this the reason why the McAfee 2020 presidential campaign, obviously in 2016, you ran 2020, you're running... This is more just for you to have a platform to speak, right, than actually wanting to be president? Like, do you want to be president to fix this shit, or do you just want a, a spotlight? <laughs> what, what man or woman in, in a state <laughs> of sanity, however you define that, would want to be the fucking president? <laughs> Good God, what is wrong with you if that's your aim? And people spend hundreds of billions of dollars to get this office and promotion and accolades or whatever fucking comes with it that, you know, suits your fancy. <laughs> well, none of that suits mine. Right. I just want the stage. And in 2016, I ran for president on the Libertarian Party. I got high enough that I did reach the national stage through John Stossel on Fox or whoever, but it was a big viewership. And I got to say what I needed to say. And, and, and people, I need to say some shit. I mean, all of us old folks, <laughs> men and women, we need to say some shit because I got nothing to lose. Right. What, what can you take from me? What my life? I'm 74. God damn it. I have lived more in 74 years than anyone. Therefore, who gives a flying fuck? How would you compare your current life, which is more kind of fugitive, out there, a little more vocal than you were back in probably the 90s when you were more focused on the antivirus stuff and all that, more political now, more anti-government? How would you compare 74-year-old John McAfee to... 44-year-old John McAfee, when you factor in money, time, voice, and honestly, what does a day in your life look like? What do you do for a day? <laughs> That's what I'm dying to know. Do you just wake up, drink, and party with your beautiful wife? That's a big, listen, another touche, dude, because that's a big-ass question for the last question. Okay. <laughs> Let me answer the first part. Dude, you're pretty good. Okay. So now, <laughs> let me answer the second part first. Okay. What is the day in the life of John McAfee? Well, it depends on the year and the month. Just in the year of 2019, a day may be Janice and I waking up in the Bahamas, in paradise, sun, white sand, beaches, 
aquamarine waters that feel like you can see forever. Sea creatures, fish, and happy residents, people in boats. The sky is blue and white. And we wake up to that every fucking morning until we find out they're coming for us. <laughs> we, we get out. Get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> 12 hours before the authorities arrive, okay? Or it could be like in the Dominican Republic, Janice and I, she 150 feet from me, no, no further. And me in the same situation. We're in jail in the Dominican Republic and the bars of our cell in this fucking jungle oriented environment have rusted to almost nothing. And there's no goddamn mattress. No, no, not even a fucking blanket for a bed. Mm -hmm. Well, it might be that. It might be that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have learned to wake up every morning thinking anything is possible for this day. And that's awesome. And before I let you go, I have to speak to you about crypto quick. Give me give me your prediction. I know you said you'd eat your own dick on television. I'm assuming this is another fuck a well thing that you're not going to go eat your own dick on national television. If you do, I'll be tuned in. Let's, let's please get real. If someone was even willing to eat their dick on television, <laughs> you tell me which channel. Is CNN going to publish it? What about Fox? It's Fox going to say, yeah. The No Mercy podcast will broadcast broadcasting. The eating of Mr. McAfee's dick by himself, all right? So right off the bat, I don't have to worry. What fucking TV channel is going to broadcast my live dick eating? However, I, I'm not a stupid person. So in case, <laughs> MV fuck you in the Philippines and said, yeah, we'll do a live broadcast. <laughs> I've got a few <laughs> Bangkok prostitutes lined up who are world-renowned as the best dick suckers on the place, on the face of this planet. I mean, renowned in that they will suck your dick for 22 hours. <laughs> okay. So, because as all men know, can they do it for 18 hours? Yes. 22? Yeah. That's the only measure of a good dick sucker. So now I'm going to have a team of them <laughs> remove because, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. I have the right to subcontract every one of my fucking obligations, including the eating of my dick. It's in the fine so print. Subcontracted to a bunch of Thai prostitutes before the next. 5, 10, 15, 20 years are soon going to suck my dick to death while I continue to do my normal work. Well, do you think now that is going to need to happen or is Bitcoin actually going to hit the prediction of half a million, a million by the end of next year? Where do you, are you in, a, in an all serious note, as the god okay, of crypto, in all seriousness, right? Where do you think this is going and what other investments like it would you recommend? I don't normally tell the full truth of this. But let, let's get real. Right, let's get real. We realize that 7 million of the allocated 21 million coins 
are lost forever. People forget their keys. They forget their wallet. They lose their goddamn phone, whatever. So the, and there's only 3 million left to mine. So let's run some numbers. I'm a math major, okay? I believe that two plus two is always four. And if you can convince me otherwise, you can have everything I fucking own, all right? So no, two, two is four. Math. So we have an increasing forever, I mean forever, decreasing supply of coins. Because you all know if you're in the crypto community, Five percent of us are going to forget our fucking keys, or lose our phone, or whatever, and so the number will continue to diminish. And yet, it can never be more than twenty-one, and it's already minus seven and growing. Now, <laughs> unless Bitcoin disappears from the face of the earth, or unless. Everybody who is currently accepting Bitcoin for payment and those who are paying Bitcoin for services, unless that disappears, then you tell me how it's going to be less than a million dollars by the end of 2020. And what about what's your favorite coin? Is it the privacy coins? Is it Bitcoin? It ain't Bitcoin. Right. I was going to say, it doesn't seem like you'd be in Bitcoin. You'd you'd be looking at one of the altcoins or privacy coins or something like that. Let me be honest with you for a change. Okay. So now, uh, Bitcoin is obviously not my favorite coin. Good God, it doesn't have smart contracts. It has no privacy. I mean, it's an ancient technology, but it will always be our store of value and the go-to coin. My favorite coin is... And I can say this without any fear of people going, aha, you're pumping a coin. My favorite coin is DAI, which can't be pumped. It's never more than 1% in value, more or less than the US dollar. And that fucker works based on smart fucking contracts. This is the power of smart contracts. So why is it my favorite? Well, surely I do not have to tell those of you where I need to absolutely know if I've got a hundred grand in this, in this whatever was used for. Then six months down the row, I know I still have exactly a hundred grand. Right. I, haven't gained, I haven't gained a dollar or lost a dollar. Now, I find myself, and this is the truth, using DAI three times out of every four transactions instead of my primaries, which are Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Monero. Why? I don't have to fucking worry about it. Now, I can't possibly be promoting this coin because it can't go to a dollar and two cents. (laughs) The smart contract. So you know I'm telling you the fucking truth. That's my favorite coin. That's awesome. And last thing, last thing for you here. You talked you three fucking three fucking questions from the last. <laughs> question. I'll tell you what. This will I be the last like one. You. This will be the last I one. I do like you, and right. because you had a big ass. That's at least four by three um, portrait of Frank Sinatra. I will allow you three. Fucking last questions. What's the last one? 
this is the one from a personal standpoint. We talked about drugs. This is more fun, right? So we talked about drugs, we, you know, blah, blah, blah. Adrenochrone is something that I'm sure you're familiar with. You've heard of Adrenochrone, I'm assuming, and are familiar with it. I did a conspiracy podcast on the Hollywood elites and some, you know, how we believe in some of these possible blood sacrifices and Adrenochrone and things like that. Do you have any knowledge, being someone who ran in those circles with the most elite of the elite, on whether these people are involved at all with adrenochrone or any of the more satanic type stuff? Do you believe there's a satanic influence amongst the Hollywood elite? Well, you have. I, I'm seriously apologetic for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but you have disappointed me. Well, why is that? Do you actually believe that any human being that you would be talking to under these circumstances would admit <laughs> would admit to knowing who these people are and what they're doing? I mean, I gotta ask, right? It's been infatuated. I've been infatuated you, by it. I'm giving you one more fucking question and make this <laughs> make this one real, please God. All right. Uh <laughs> I hear, hear, here's the here's probably the easiest layup of a question, which I'm sure everyone wants to know. As someone who uses social media and Twitter and all that to get your voice out, um, maybe in ways that are unorthodox and maybe in ways some people don't appreciate and things you say they don't appreciate, what is your view on Donald Trump? And do you think he is a threat to society? Do you think he's working for someone else? He's an influence. Have you ever met him? Have you ever hung out with him? Give me anything you have on Donald Trump since he's the big fucking media topic 24 seven. Uh, fuck you very much. You've done this twice. Now you've asked a question which requires deep thought. All right? Well, I'm not trying to let you go with a one word answer <laughs> and, 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 and a careful, a careful phrasing of the answer. Okay. I will say this. Let's start with this. I have never met Donald Trump. Really? You've never crossed paths even at an event or anything back in the day? Well, the fucking party where it's high, yeah, like something, right? 10,000 goddamn people. Right, yeah, it right. doesn't matter. Right. I've never had breakfast with him. I've never had breakfast with him where we discuss wow. the issues that the day right. might present. I've never gone to the movie dinner or or to a play or never sat in a comfortable situation to talk to him about who the fuck he might be. Surprising. So, so from that standpoint, I don't know who the fuck Donald Trump is. And neither do you, my friend. Or anyone else. Anyone nor anyone who is listening. I do know this. Let's now move to the the Meta level, okay? Not what about Trump, but what about presidents? Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that presidents know jack shit. Neither before, nor during, nor after office. Why? Presidents, presidents have a maximum of eight years, and most do four, and are replaced. Do you think that every time a president is replaced. The people behind the scenes are replaced. The military <laughs> and the industrial and the... No, they remain.
remain the same and will remain in their position for up to 50 fucking years. So what is a president? A president comes into a situation in which he understands first and foremost, you, Mr. President, have no power, nor will you ever. However, you may survive this presidency and prosper because we don't give a shit about your prosperity. You may do so in any way that you choose. But you, sir, you work for us. And if anybody out there does not believe this, then move the fuck out of your mother's basement and see the world in which you live. If this is true, and I promise you that it is, then do you give a flying fuck whether Donald Trump or Obama or Bush or Clinton or McAfee or Zaphod Beeblebrox sits in the Oval Office? If you do care, then You've missed mm -hmm. the point of everything I just said. I agree. And that's your last fucking question. And that's it. I'm going to let you go, John. John. I'm going to declare foul, all right? You're off the hook. You're off the hook. Did you have fun? Did we have a good time? Janice? Did you have a good time? Yes. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. I had a good time. All right. Janice. Right. Janice, because number one, she's a woman. and Number two, because she's black. <laughs> black women are always guaranteed in this universe a good fucking time. <laughs> the rest of us may suffer horribly, but black women will always come out on top. That is awesome. John, I really appreciate the time, my brother. I really want to do this again sometime soon. I have so much more shit that I want to talk to you about. But I actually had the most fun in the first 10 minutes in the pre-show before we even went live with me, you, Janice, and, and just fucking around. I thought that was my favorite part of the whole thing. So maybe... maybe you uh, Listen, you should have had your recording on. The smart interviews. Some of it. Maybe I will air it if you want. I'll get your permission if, if you Listen, it's your show. You air what you wish. But the yeah, smart, the smart, the smart interviewers. The instant they go live, press record. I like to. I like to be on record. Before, I don't want to fucking snake you. Before we've started the formality. Formality <laughs> is is the end. Of creativity, my you know friend. what, John? I actually so anyway. appreciated that it was just us. It was kind of our moment. So fuck everyone else. I don't. I don't need them to hear that shit. I was just for right. selfish. But John, thank you. So thank you. Let me go get to your next podcast. Appreciate you, brother Janice. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk soon, my man. All right. Bye bye. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the great John McAfee. Uh, we had to use some unorthodox recording devices because John needed to make sure that he is uh, off the government radar. I was not able to use my uh, my beautiful 
sound quality studio that I have here. We had to uh, kind of go off the grid and internet-based so that John could decode everything and recode everything and make sure the government doesn't find him. But uh, hopefully the sound quality was good. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. I uh, just want to thank John for coming on. Uh, you could follow him on Twitter. If you're not following him already, uh, you're obviously doing Twitter very wrong. Uh, but if you want to follow him, it's at official, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, official McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, one of the best follows you will find on Twitter. And his lovely wife, Janice, also on Twitter, uh, just a great couple. Just uh, she, she was great in the whole process leading up to this uh, communication back and forth to set up the interview to make sure everything went without a hitch. Was sitting next to him the whole time. Uh, just, just a lot of fun. So it's a pleasure for me to have them on. I know there was a million fucking things that we could have covered. I had a list of questions like you guys wouldn't believe. Uh, as you can assume, when you're on with the goat, he kind of controls the show. I tried to drag it out a little bit. I tried to get a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth final question in. Uh, not to be disrespectful, just because I had five hours that I wanted to talk to him about. But I know some of you out there will be like, why didn't you talk about this? And why didn't you talk about that? Uh, time flies when you're on with Mr. McAfee. And it tends to tends to go off the rails at certain times. But I thought there was a lot of great information in there. I thought there was a lot of stuff you guys want to hear. I tried to hit the altcoins and Trump and some of the other stuff that uh, that you guys may have been interested in. But uh, give us a subscribe, a download, a like, a review. I don't care if the review is good or bad. Just fucking write something. But hope you guys enjoyed it. That's it. That's the show. Hopefully we'll have John back again sometime soon. I will keep you updated on that. Uh, hopefully we can make that happen. But uh, for John McAfee and Janice McAfee, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Ain't, ain't no mercy. Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy. Huh.